0: best rate for the win. I'm Ashley McClure with IVP Benefits Consulting Group. We want to help you or your company find the best health, dental, and vision insurance rates available without sacrificing any benefits. Call us at 620-904-7010 to find your winning rate. This episode is sponsored by Big Fish Bail Bonds. Big Fish Bail Bonds is your first choice in bondsmen. We are located three blocks away from the Sedgwick County Jail in Wichita, Kansas. We accept all major credit cards and we accept payment plans on big bonds with no collateral in some cases. Find us at bigfishbailbonds.us or give us a call at 316 262 4100. Big Fish Bail Bonds, big or small, we release them all. Back home media. John's deal, me and my wife both knew John real well and everything. You know, I, I worked for John for probably 20 years on the ring. You know, Lori, her and Charlotte Wilson was best friends all the way through school. She married a kid named Sammy Schillings from Yarborough. I think they were married. They have a kid together. He hung himself in his garage in Oklahoma City, when he was married to her, Charla lived in Lawton, which is only about an 18 minutes away. She lived with her first husband, and they said it was. They they suspected it was wasn't suicidal. on him. it just seemed kind of weird that that happened. You know, that way to me. Me and John worked together forever. My wife dated John. He actually dated John and me kind of off and on there for a couple years. You know that little gray house on Main Street right in the middle of the block, across the street from the park? My mom owned that house. My wife now lived in that house. I was dating her then. I lived there. John was there that day. I was in the button bathroom taking a bath, and Charlotte come over. And she just come walking in the bathroom, wanting me to fuck her. And I convinced to get out of the goddamn tub and I took her ass outside and choked her out the fucking door. Told her to get the fuck out of here. And then later on, when she come back to car, we was hauling a bunch of scrap iron and stuff back in like 2009 and 10. And, uh, she went and turned in that Charlotte in. That I had stole two combines off of her dad's property and took them and scrapped them. So the cops had started harassing us about all this scrap iron and stuff and I had proof where everything I hauled went in the up. And, uh, I got tired of the harassment and we just up and lap jail car. And after I was up here where I'm at now, about six months, I found out I had warranty in for grand larceny on two combines and I fought it and I won it because I had picture proof that the coal never existed. You know when you go south out of Elkhart in Oklahoma, go out to the six-mile road, turn right, Freeze is right there on the left. Then you've got another trailer house that was burnt at a shop. That's where Charlotte lived growing up. Then you had uh, the feedlot. My wife lived out like the fourth. When you get to the six-mile road, The fourth place on the right is where my wife lived growing up. See, so her and Charlotte were neighbors. They went to school together. She's always been mixed up in drugs. Yeah, my wife, knows are pretty good. As soon as I found out he hung himself, that's the same thing that Lori's husband supposedly done in Oklahoma City. And like I said, Charlotte only lived an hour and a half from Oklahoma City with her first husband. And her and Lori were best friends all the way through school. It just seemed kind of weird. And Sammy Schilling is the one that hung himself there in Oklahoma City, and he wasn't that kind of guy either. It just all seemed kind of weird to me. You know, um, my daughter Kaylee got raped by uh, when I beat the living shit out of him out of the river. there in no part. And you know, aunt was a judge. You know, Clark. She's the one to sign my arrest papers for me to be arrested for beating him up. That's conflict of interest. That's his fucking aunt. Yeah, he 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 were sexually molested my daughter. She was 14. He was 32. And John paid for my lawyer, which is the same one John had. Because I didn't have the money to get a lawyer and fight it, and John paid for my lawyer and got me off of it for beating him up. James Burnett is the one that done the case on my daughter, because I would not let Justin Holliday do it. And me and Justin were both been best friends. He was the best man at mine in my wife's fucking wedding. And I went to him way before, you know, all that, told him about and he, he wouldn't do nothing about it. And when I found out that they were out at the river that night, when I went out and beat the shit out of him, I called the police station before I left Elkhart. And I told them where I was headed and who I was going to beat the fuck out of. I said, uh, they said, well, we got a cop out there on the grasslands right now. I'll send him that way. Well, I was feeling it all the way out there. It was out of the tracks where everybody goes forward and stuff. And uh, I drove speeding the whole way out there, and I got out there. No cops, I found him. I got out. I beat the shit out of him. Got my daughter. And I come back to town. Yeah, I had my my fair share of Elkhart. they got him. I mean, he didn't sleep with her, but he fingered her, and they said a finger's just as good as a dick. And then he raped her when she was sixteen and had she has a daughter bite, and he never fucking got nothing out of that. And he's only seen that kid once and has never paid a goddamn diet of child support. And he's supposed to. Yep. He just got a fucking slap on the fucking wrist and that was it. Yeah, uh, John's uh, daughter, Jocelyn, and uh John, the son, they spent two full summers at night at my wife's house. We watched them while John worked. Because me and my wife was in the bar there when carrie and kuko had it i think you're doing an amazing thing and i think what you doing the podcast and stuff like that is going to get out there i think sooner or later something will happen i believe myself we've been following it all you know yeah we follow you quite a bit <laughs> i don't give may anybody knows i give you guys all this information I ain't scared. I've got three XL bullies sitting here at my house, and you can't come in and talk to me or my wife rough at all, or you're going to get eight. Two of them are over 130 times apiece. John was a really, really good friend of mine, you know, and when him and Charlotte got together, he quit talking to me and wife because of her. She didn't like me because I threw her ass out of my fucking house. It just seemed weird, like, when we heard about John and Bill and how it happened. It just That's the first thing that popped in my head, and that's the first thing that popped in my wife's head, you know, that her boyfriend or husband whatever it was, because I, I, I'm not for sure and the wife ain't for sure if they were married or not. Uh, Janet Shillings was Sammy's first wife. She was from Yarborough. I know him and Janet had two kids. And then him and Lori had a kid. I, I was born in Elkhart, and I lived in Elkhart. You know, I'd moved a couple of times, you know, away and then only gone a couple of years and come back, you know. But I was in Elkhart until 2011. We moved from Elkhart in 2011. But I was born and raised in Elkhart. And, you know, John, me and John were pretty close, and I... John had told me numerous of times that he'd never take his life like his dad did, you know. To me, myself, I think Charlotte knew that rope was made with him and his kids, and she knew that that would hurt his kids more than anything. That's probably why she used that rope. That's my opinion. She's just Charlotte's that kind of person to me. I think when she found out that John was still interested in her, she seen the money because john made good money <laughs> you know john had money i know there for i don't know how many years it was it was after i had quit john and stuff you know you know he got to be the driller superintendent at that drone company and he was also wasn't he wasn't just the driller superintendent he was running a rig in the mornings he was a driller so more or less, he had two job titles at that company. I know he had money in the bank. I don't know how much, but, I mean, we were good friends. But I know he'd bring home, I'm going to say roughly, probably 2000 to 3000 every two weeks. I mean, when I worked for John, that little and she married Dave. And John called me one night, or one day, and he said, Teddy, are you working? I said, no. He said, you need a job? And I said, yeah. He says, it's one of the corner. I said, I don't give a shit. You know, I I could run the rig. I mean, I I drilled before, you know. When I went out, it was kind of funny because Dave didn't know me from Adam, but you all knew me. And Dave started treating me like a fucking idiot, you know, just somebody didn't know shit. I let him believe it. I thought, you know, if he wants to treat me like this and not ask me if I know anything and just treat me like an idiot, I'm going to go for it. I ain't got to do as much work, you know. And then when Dave twisted off, John called me and he said, Hey, we're out of a job. Unless I take the grilling job and you go to work there for me and find me two more hands. I said, done deal. Well, I found two hands for us. We went to work, you know? And then years later, we was, uh, running, me and the wife was working at the bar, in the bar part time. And, uh, John was one of our best customers in there. He spent all the time in there, you know? <laughs> and, uh, Dave come in one day, and I was working, and he looks at me, and he said, I know you, you to work for me. He says, by the way, he said, what the, sh- the hell was this deal when you worked for me, acting like you didn't know nothing? I said, well, you're going to trick me like an idiot. I'm going to go with it, so I ain't got to do much. And John just started laughing, he said, I told you. And he, I guess that John told Dave, you know, that uh, he probably knows more about these rigging than you do, you know, and Blew his mind. Things do come up, and like I said, uh, after him and Charlotte got together, you know, I I didn't talk to John again, you know, and that was, I probably didn't talk to John since, I'm going to say probably 2009, maybe 10, and that was, you know, just shortly before we left Oprah, and I just seen him downtown, that's the only reason I talked to him then. Me knowing John before, John wasn't scared of nobody, you know. He's kind of like I am right now. I I don't care, you know. It it don't bother me. He was probably just trying to protect himself in his divorce, and it didn't matter, you know. He just didn't want to be taken for everything. I mean, that's my opinion. That's why I would have done it, you know, which when me and my first wife got a divorce, I did more or less the same thing on her. Everything, you know, that I found out or anything that I could use, I, I wrote down. But, I mean, when they started accusing us of stealing all that scrap iron and harassing us and everything, you know, we had a three-bedroom, one-bath house an you know, in Elkhart with a two-car garage. We lost it because of all that. And then we had the farm ten and a half acres with three trailers sitting on it and all three trailers were hooked together so it was a like a six bedroom, four and a half fucking bass house out there, you know. And uh I sold it for ten thousand dollars just to get the fuck away from there. I lost probably roughly sixty, 000, seventy thousand dollars there. That ain't counting the probably ten thousand that it's cost me or twenty thousand it cost me probably with a lawyer and bail bonds and everything to go turn myself yeah. in when she tried saying I stole them combines. And then I had to run back and forth, which is 500 miles one way every month for court for a year. You know, so I, I lost a lot of goddamn much money because that place down there. My nephew, he went in on Google Earth maps and got me 13 pictures of that property and 11 of them was before they say the combines got stolen back 20 years. And two of them was after they say the combine got stolen, and I had them, and that's why they dropped that uh, grand larceny, for lack of evidence, because I had them picture picture proof that they never fucking existed on that property. I think with what you're doing, it'll get out there sooner or later, and somebody big up is going to look at all this, and I think they'll send somebody in to investigate. Elkirk got their hands in some high up shit. Well, I don't think it, I thought it, that's different. I said what I said and I meant it or lamented. Words given weight without thought. And a person, the way that I talk and the way that I ought to be able to pause and to say that the fault can be placed on my arms. To this playful assault, to disgrace in this arm, pray for the day they could wait for the calm. You can't control the storm, only weather it. Weather it's five weeks and five days of sideways, a scorched earth search for death, a water left with all the thorns, with the petals gone, settle on the breath of autumn, if the crown fits, wear it, the crown fits, if the crown fits, wear it, if the crown fits. Wear it. Tapes is a Back Home Media production. We record our episodes in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. To be a supporter of this show, visit patreon.com fatkidaz. Intro music by Charles Schwartz, outro music by Grammar Tree. Visit backhomemedia.com to learn more.